0: Calling all kaiju, oh. calling all kaiju, oh. Megalon, Anguirus, kaigan please report to Monster Island, this is calling
1: all kaiju, that sounds Hello Kaiju fans, it is time for episode 4, and finally, finally, we have a great and wonderful guest to be joining us, but if you're just tuning in, just let you know, this is Calling all Kaiju, and that means you've heard the call, and every week, us three nerds or Kaiju fans, Rich, Josh, and myself, we meet up every week and we talk everything Kaiju that's going on right now, art, TV, and now, this one's a big one, collectibles. Today's episode is mostly talking about I'm going to say the history of collecting kaiju figures. So with me like always, we have Josh, my beautiful handsome man Josh with the beard, and then we have our Hello. big we have our big buff guy Rich that we never see. And today our guest Yo. will be Steve. I have to make sure I say that, Steve Agen. Is that am I saying that correct? Yes. Outstanding. I finally can talk without messing anything up. <laughs> Steve, welcome to Calling All Kaiju. Uh, My first question, we all have to know, out of all the Toho monsters out there, or legendary, or who is or what is your favorite
0: kaiju? You know, uh, it's hard to pick a favorite, of course. You know, if you like even two, you know, passionately, it's hard to pick one. But this is a real softball. This is an easy one because... I think of these things not only in terms of my own personal preferences but they're if it's not too crazy to say it they're they're profound importance in the world, and for me, hedora is oh the the monster of like the last i don't know thirty forty years because he is the the aggregate of every single thing pretty much that terrifies people um you know we could talk about old monsters like frankenstein or the wolfman or the mummy but um We, we don't really live in the time that those monsters made their debut and they're you know those Debuts were a function of people's boogaboo, their their fears, and, and Adora is just made up of just a morass of pollution and radioactivity and disease and and every single thing that terrifies people on an international mass scale. So I always think of him as being emblematic of what you know. Monsterdom is really about. Okay. They're
1: this- no, good. No, I was just agreeing with you. I, I, I like it.
2: It's interesting. That's a really interesting way of deciding what uh what monster is your your yeah. favorite because it's really true if you look at uh what's what's popular in pop culture in terms of monsters there is always a way to connect it to what's going on in the world whether it's like vampires or zombies or. Mm -hmm. werewolves or whatever there's always some cultural thing going on that kind of loosely ties into that and now hedora is a really good uh pick so
0: well thought out awesome monsters are culture they are they are their culture and and you can trace them way way back
1: well i just like to like i'm not a big fan of uh of that kaiju because i think rich Mm -hmm. you you like hedora right Oh yeah,
3: absolutely. I a, a lot of pretty much all of the '70s Godzilla kaiju. I'm a big fan of.
1: But I just like the fact that you actually picked that one because uh, it's different. Not many people pick Hedorah. It's because like that monster. If you think like, because we if you think about it, we created Hedorah because with all the mm-hmm. the toxic and well just all the trash is like is just like it was again Mother Nature coming back mm-hmm. to kick our butts. But that, that's uh, um, you know I. I Respect that. Thank, you know what? It's better than Jet Jaguar because these two love Jet Jaguar so much. What did you just say? <laughs> Those are
2: fighting words, bro.
1: Um. So, Steve, now let me get this correct. You, you've you been in, the, I'm going to say, the Kaiju collecting game for a while. Is that correct?
0: Uh, about 32, <laughs> 33 years, something like that.
1: All right, my next question. What's, what was the first one you collected? Um, do you still have, it?
0: well, see, I came, I came to this in a, in a different way from just about all the people that I know who are part of this, because, um, I fell into this because I love the, the toys, the figures, uh, I'm a painter. Okay. Um, and, um, I taught. Uh, for 25 years, I taught painting, drawing, sculpture, design, and also art history. And, um, uh, so like I've been into figures since, um, I discovered African art when I was in college. And, um, when I saw these figures, I was just blown away by them. And I've always appreciated, uh, Japanese art and Asian art in general, but, These things are... See, one of the things about the Japanese um, that they share with other island nations is that they're very eclectic. And being surrounded by water and being a part of time of civilization, trade is like... It's just like the biggest prime mover between nations. And so... The Japanese, early on, were getting all these influences, first, I think, from the Portuguese and then other Europeans. But, like, so many of their monsters and their their superhero robots are named after Greek and Roman mythology. Like,
1: like, was it King Caesar? Wouldn't that be one of them?
0: Yeah, well, King Caesar's a perfect example. Uh, uh, There's a a robot named uh, Sun Vulcan. Uh Vulcan is another one. I mean, but there, there are just like tons of them. And and I would say just about half of all the titles um of all the, the various kaiju because you gotta remember, I mean, Godzilla is is a relatively small clan. When you get to like Ultraman, oh, man. I don't know. I, I think you're talking like two thousand monsters. You know so so they yeah. they gotta reach out that you know for their inspiration and their name, and the cool thing about the Japanese is that there's, so there's this big influence that's human from other cultures and uh, and ancient times, and then the other thing is Shinto, and I don't know if you're familiar with Shinto that their sort of original uh religion. But it's an animist religion. It's one that goes all the way back to Neolithic time, and they believe that every single thing on the planet is invested with a spirit, a living spirit. So it doesn't matter whether it's a tree or a moth or a rock or a cloud. These things are all living, breathing things. So (laughs) voila, you got monsters everywhere you look. (laughs) So So, it's just... Yeah. So so ahead. sorry.
1: So you got into let me get. I, I, this is, It's be interesting. This is true. You got into kaiju collecting just from the figures themselves first. Then you got it like yeah. that's that's very cool because I I would always thought so you didn't like you saw the figures you're like what are these did some history on it and that's how you became you fell you fell in love with kaiju's.
0: Well, I was already into toys. I've I've always been into toys, and I had a you know, just a life experience where I made a connection with a guy who was a huge toy seller. I mean, it was like the Johnny Appleseed of wind up toys and uh he wind up he wound up no pun intended <laughs> <laughs> but he would have loved that because his shop he had shops all over America, but he had one called Last Wound Up, which was the one that I happened to fall into and uh he started me on uh japanese character toys um and like i like i say they just they just blew me away and the connections are so extensive they reach into everything they're because they're based on everything and so you know if you're an artist and i don't generally use that term i prefer painter but if you are an artist um the kind of hard not to wind up being uh you know a humanist somebody who's yeah. really interested in every everything human
1: um so you like you say you've been collecting for a while so like uh yeah. rich and i have talked about some Rich is like so when do you think uh i'm gonna say godzilla figures really started hitting the mainstream u.s like what era would you say 80s or 90s because yeah, I'm, I'm curious, curious about well,
2: this too yeah
1: yeah, yeah. Oh my
3: goodness. Yeah, please, 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 enlighten us.
2: Well, okay. really quick, can I just for like ten seconds?
1: Well, one, one thousand, two, one thousand.
2: <laughs> All I had when I was a kid was in, at, in Toys R Us. They had a big bin, and there was a big Godzilla Imperial, and there was a small Godzilla Imperial, and then there was a larger, out of scale e- King Kong, oh, and that was it. Yeah,
3: yeah, guys. I gotta, I gotta segue. It's, it, it's a, this talking point, I guess. I want to just jump in for one second, so. I think right now that Godzilla and Godzilla based collectibles have hit a high point in popularity in the United States. Am I safe in saying that, Steve? From what you have seen,
0: it's it's been raging for for. I, I mean, as I'm sorry, Justin. Yes, let's say hi. It it really it really gets underway in the early '80s, but. Um, when I started around 1990, um, I used to get, uh, so I, like I had a, a, a newsprint ad in uh, a circular called Toy Shop, and Toy Shop Magazine was, I think it was international. I know so longer, that one. Yeah. It's real, it was the organ of expression for everybody who was selling any kind of toys, especially anything used or vintage and um everything was by the phone unless you went to a toy convention everything was on the phone and people uh parents mothers generally would call me up and they would say oh i'm so glad i found you my son lo- or my daughter loves godzilla and I think it's so wholesome. I think it's so great. I like it much better than what else is out there, you know, like Grand Theft Auto, mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah. shooting crackheads, you know. Uh, and they'd say, but but he doesn't know anybody else. And, and I would say, I, I'd say you could fill a football stadium with kids who have the exact same sensibility as your kid. You know, there was there were thousands, but they don't know each other, and there yeah. was no internet, you know, and none to speak of yeah. in nineteen ninety. It was so, it was
3: it was really difficult. This is a main like a main talking point I wanted to base all my pre prepared remarks on for today. That is what I wanted to see, if, Steve. If you could just enlighten us, because I do distinctly remember that period in time, nineteen eighty nine, crossing over to ninety. Justin, you have a you have a hand up.
1: That's what we're going to do. That's how You can go to the bathroom. Um, Go ahead, Rich, and I'll wait until.
3: Yeah, I I remember that period of time very, very clearly. And we were in the dark, it seemed like, without a flashlight. We had no idea after um, the theatrical run of Godzilla 1985 if we'd see um, another Godzilla movie in American theaters here again. We had no idea how are we how are we supposed to know that and josh brought up a good point as well if you were to say to me back then godzilla toy godzilla collectible well all i would know of would be the imperial 6 inch godzilla toy mm-hmm. or the 13 inch uh godzilla toy that's all i would see at kb toys or toys toys r us right um right. And it just this went on. This itself. went on for several years until we got to, we started to cross into 89, 90. I remember I, I would go to Blockbuster Video and I would constantly rent Nintendo this Nintendo game, Godzilla: Monster of Monsters. I would con- yeah. constantly rent that game, and it was my favorite game on Nintendo aside from other games. But I was constantly playing that game. I remember in third grade, I, I drew a picture of my favorite things, and I drew my Nintendo system actually with that game cartridge in it. Oh wow, there it is—the video game version. Yeah. Um. So. Look at that. Okay. All right. Very. Justin, you are distracting us.
2: Sorry. <laughs> you totally so- did really <laughs> my train of
3: thought. But in that time period, in 1989, of course, now we now know. Godzilla vs. Biolante was released in Japan. Thank okay. God. It didn't have oh, Hello? What's that? It's <laughs> Don't worry. Someone's gonna get yelled at later. <laughs> Somebody's drinking. <laughs> <don't>, but uh <laughs> Um We didn't know that. How do we know that Godzilla vs. Biolante was released? We did I don't think it had a US theatrical run, if I'm not mistaken. I don't think, or if I'm mistaken, I don't think it did. Um then I started seeing more and more of blockbuster. You know we saw we would start seeing Godzilla's Hors's guy again on v h s which I rented in, incessantly, and I remember calling Blockbuster one day as a young lad saying, "Can you guys order me a new copy of of <laughs> Godzos's guy again on v h s How much would that cost And I remember a store associate saying they probably told me this to scare me off <laughs> seventy nine ninety five or eighty
0: nine ninety five and I'm like, "What <laughs> so, back, so then, back then that's probably what it would have cost you." I mean, whoa!
3: Okay, well, maybe they weren't just telling you that to to tell the little, you know, get this little boy off the phone, get him, get him to run home, mommy and daddy. Yeah, but yeah, it was very much a. We were in the dark. We didn't know, and unless you had someone you knew, you had the connections. You had because there was a point in time, Steve. It blows up. It blows my mind. It's it's. All we had to communicate with, and I we talked about this the other day off air, but we had a landline phone in our homes. We had a TV that if you didn't have cable, you had maybe a half dozen channels on it.
0: A half you dozen? Had, we, we had three if we were <laughs> <long>. <laughs> we had
3: We had <laughs> newspaper. We had radio. How would you know that this stuff existed? How would you have any idea? And then... Well, I'm not going to get into the Trendmaster stuff because I started seeing that in the spring of 94 I started seeing Trendmaster stuff. But the presence, I guess, um the presence of this, I guess, was just as big as it is now, if not more so. And am I correct in saying that, Stephen? This is can you enlighten
0: us on that? Well, again, you know, So much of this has to do with visibility, as you just pointed out. I mean, we didn't have we didn't have a functioning Internet um, that was really accessible to virtually every person um, in those days. And now that we do, you know, we look back at those times like, you know, we were expecting to see covered wagons in the street. So. Um the When I first started doing this, um, the first place that I saw these things available from Japan was um, comic book stores. Comic book stores would have pegboard up on the wall and uh, hooks, and they would hang the Bondi uh, eight inch figures from the neoprene tags. The the neoprene stems that the cardboard tags were on, and a friend of mine uh, owned a, such a store, and I'd go in there and I'd watch guys go over the wall and pick out the the um, the figures of the characters that they liked. And one of the things that was really interesting about that, and and you guys alluded to this in the very beginning when you said you know, which one do you like? And, you know, you don't like this one or you like that one. In um, around 1995, late 1994 or 1995, I don't know when exactly it happened, but the license, which comes up every two years, at least that's what I was told, um, on Toho Godzilla stuff, came up for auction. And I didn't realize that every two years, these companies have to bid to get the license in order to make and sell these toys. So wow. so Bondi had been, and Bondi is the biggest toy maker in the world. It's it's like what General Motors used to be in this country. They have so many different labels, Band Presto, B-Club, Uni5, uh and and on and on and on i mean they have uh oh uh they took over takatoku and they took over Popey. and uh in any event um they just owned that license i think from about 1981 on that every time it came up they question. they bought the license yeah so here
1: so you brought up a very good uh fat maybe a point or something like we all i think we all talked about this so, with you're talking about license right now. So, what is going like? So, the NECA figures mm-hmm. that the, they so they had a the license correct at first. Yep, yeah, for a certain amount of time. Then, so I didn't know this. Did you, Rich, Josh, did you guys know this? They lose it every two years.
2: I had I no know idea. It's though. every two years, but I know that they lost the license. But I don't know how it works because it seems like more and more companies are making toys. So, so like, is there any sort of exclusivity, or is it just like? How does it how does it work? So, I'd like to know more. So, about
0: yes. Okay. So the first thing I have to say is a disclaimer. Okay, this is not my expertise. I mean, I may know more <laughs> than you do about it, but I don't know a lot about it. So I can tell you this: um, there there are comprehensive, there is comprehensive licensing on a big scale, and uh, as I, you know, was saying before, around. Late '94 or early '95, bondi for the first time since like around '81 lost the license to Trendmaster. That's the reason why all of a sudden there was a flood of Trendmaster, Trendmaster Godzilla stuff. And oh. which one was that? Sorry, if you can describe me a figure.
3: Oh, you know what? Can can I jump in on that? I I actually wanted to mention that and talk about Trendmasters a little bit. Sure. So I. I distinctly remember seeing the Trendmasters line after. Um, I, I really didn't even see anything else. My my local comic store, I only had one in the town I grew up in, mm-hmm. and that was it. And I stepped in there only one time, and there was a guy in there that I guess was the proprietor of the place. And mm-hmm. if you ever seen the the comic book guy in the Simpsons, that was him. That was him, <laughs> and I think he just grunted at me instead. I asked him a question. Yeah, and he re- he replied with, Burr. and then he just like <laughs> walked <laughs> off. was about right. And, like, left me alone in the store, standing there. And I'm like, all right, that I di- there was nothing Godzilla in there, nothing Godzilla related. So, you know, again, <laughs> if you didn't have that either, you didn't have that that comic store in your town that had Godzilla stuff in there from the time frame we're referencing, late '80s, crossing to the I, '90s. You didn't
0: know. I had you to didn't say. know. Toys <laughs> Toys R Us was Toys R Us and KBS were the the two huge venues for for getting sure track. but Godzilla.
3: But what, what would you would you would see there again from 86 87 onward to about like i said spring of 94 is when i started seeing Trummasters. okay you wouldn't see you wouldn't see anything but those imperial toy
0: Godzilla. right the, the six right. inch
3: one the 13 inch one and then i remember seeing these and i'm like what what's going on who who was this mechanic king, mecha king call? Who was that? Right, right. And I remember <laughs> I remember looking on the back of um because I bought the keychain. Because I had no interest in these Trendmasters figures. I thought I'm not gonna offend them or just disrespect any anything Trendmaster did, but I they just didn't do it for me. And I was not, not interested in that. But on the back of the package for the Godzilla keychain, okay? Yeah. You look at it and there's a blurb about the monsters back there. And I'm looking at it. I'm like, whoa, Mecha King Ghidorah? what what's that from? Is that <laughs> oh, yeah, an original same. character? And then I found there was out a about blurb. Him
2: from the Trendmasters. Yeah, right there
3: there, yeah, there was a blurb about Mecha Godzilla. And yep.
2: there you go.
1: Is that it right there, and Rich the, Yeah.
3: Is that the yeah, yeah, I can't I can't really I have um I can't blow up on my end. Can you blow up and see? Yeah, they, they showed each monster. It's the closest I can get. And I was, I was like, wait a minute. In 1992, the Godzilla force recovered the remains of the decimated MechaGodzilla, learning the secrets of this advanced cyber weapon. The G-Force built the amazing Mechagodzilla to defend Japan against Godzilla's attacks. I'm like, wait, what? What, what are you talking about? That didn't happen in Godzilla in 1974. <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> at that point in time, there were several movies already released in Japan that I had no idea about. I had no idea. It was I believe it was Godzilla vs. uh King Ghidorah, nineteen ninety one, Godzilla vs. Mothra, Godzilla vs. Mecha Godzilla. And when I saw Godzilla vs. Biollante finally available at Blockbuster, I'm like, whoa, that's the first movie since Godzilla nineteen eighty five. I gotta I gotta rent that.
2: And then and cover it. Sweet,
3: I, yeah. And I did. I remember they had a they had tons of copies. That I think like they had a whole row or aisle of Godzilla versus Biollante. You could I just rent rented that of course incessantly. I recorded it off cable television. I saw it over and over again. I loved it, and it actually inspired me as a young lad. I wanted to create a short Godzilla film. I wanted to somehow get this to Toho. I wanted them to see it. Mm-hmm. And I was gonna use one of the Imperial <laughs> Godzilla toys <laughs> as a prop. Yeah.
2: I and did I was the same like, thing with a big Rex.
3: But I was like, what what am I where am I gonna get a Biolante? I wanna get a Biolante for this. Where am I gonna get that? But again, I didn't know. We so sorry I didn't really mean to go off on that tangent there. That's okay. But,
0: I forgive you. Um <laughs> so all the law I remember banned.
3: also I remember also hearing on the news in the summer of I want to say ninety three. This is all getting a little foggy. Going into no, not the no, summer, maybe summer ninety three. Yeah, that another Godzilla movie was in production, and they showed the the kaiju and it was which was Space Godzilla, mm-hmm. and I just thought that kaiju just looked so cool. And again, back then, how how were you know about this stuff? It's right there. So you got him. Yeah, is that always you are pointing at him. Yeah, yeah.
1: but um, so. Talking about figures and everything, but so I think we have to go back in time on this one because I and saw you know, it. I saw it yesterday. That,
3: I just want to say that what this what one last thought. I knew we needed to, one last thing. From what I noticed over the years and back then specifically, I never would have thought I'd be seeing guys getting tattoos of Godzilla. Justin, <laughs> I never thought I'd be seeing guys getting tattoos of Godzilla on them. Oh, Me, I never thought I'd be seeing guys posting YouTube videos talking about their collectibles that they got, spending, you know, hundreds, if not thousands of dollars. And my my last question before I, I so rudely interrupt you, Justin, is people back then seemed way more reserved about admitting to the fact that they were Godzilla fans. They were just way more, I guess, they weren't as open about it. That's a really
1: good question. So, yeah, are you, so, you go ahead, ask the question. I'm excited to hear this.
3: Oh, yeah, Steve, what, what and again, this is this is not this has been going on even several decades before the time period I keep referencing the late 80s crossing over to the 90s. It's been like this decades before that. So, Steve, do you think there's an increased awareness of Godzilla now compared to back then, or has it always been like this? Has and we just haven't seen it. Has it always been like this?
0: Well it's it's re- for me it's much more about media <clears throat> the more the more media becomes advanced in its reach the more people see it and it's like anything of quality you know and really you know what is quality quality is what human beings respond to i mean i used to think of things you know in terms of you know ugly or beautiful or good or bad really you know whatever people like that's what is going to become popular i mean that's really the meaning of popular is what people like so you show it to more people and if it has that whatever it is that people click with then more and more people are going to respond to it and it's going to become more and more pervasive in the culture and it's just it's it's huge because media reaches everywhere i mean (laughs) media is everywhere and and you know autocratic governments you know can try like in iran they can try to you know close down the satellite dishes and stuff but even there you know even in places like uh you know syria and lebanon and and yemen and i mean in the most destitute places in the world people have you know, computers and cell phones and they find ways to see this stuff and people love Godzilla. And uh, to be really specific in terms of your experience, there are more Godzilla fans in America than there are, I think, in the rest of the world combined, including Japan. Because Americans love Godzilla. And in Japan, Godzilla's, you know, Godzilla, okay, you know, they, he's a big deal, but he's not as big a deal as Ultraman. Um, every kid that comes out of a school in Japan runs home after school every single day because when they get home, that's when Ultraman comes on TV. Seriously? Godzilla's, in, Godzilla's in, a, in a few movies. <laughs> so, you know, uh, they they can watch movies, but they're not. It's not like in America where uh, people are like. I would say, uh, Mickey Mouse is, is probably bigger in Japan than Godzilla is.
1: Well, oh, hey, you, you kind of sparked my interest. interest. Interest, yeah. So, you're so you're saying Japan's culture or Japanese culture,
0: if I say it correctly, they're more into Ultraman than Godzilla. Yeah, no, no yeah, no, way more way more but you have to understand it's because it's a TV series it's been running since 1965 okay 1965 oh, and every, okay every single year there is a new ultraman or ultra brother because they're all brothers so right. uh, it's like and and you got a whole slew of new monsters and then you have also the the re- reuse of old monsters, uh, classic monsters from Ultraman. And, um, uh, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's a huge part of culture. And just as American kids see Godzilla movies when they're kids and become absolutely enamored and passionate about it. Um, the same thing happens in Japan, except that, like I say, they're watching uh they're watching him on TV monday through friday after school
1: i never thought so, about that it makes sense. I, I it does make sense now. like so like they're ultraman we like was there power rangers growing up pretty much well it's
2: funny cuz power rangers is a uh, super it's just a you know a rip of ultraman which no, it was super no, 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 yeah.
0: no 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 it's not well, it's, sorry not a rip off spin like a uh,
2: spin off an, an offshoot an offshoot basically
0: right like not well, okay. officially but culturally okay well just you know just to supply this you know factoid um educate me how power, power rangers power rangers are one in a series of what are called sentai team shows in japan right. and i believe they started in about 1975 with Go Rangers and go in Japanese is 5. So the name of the show was 5 Rangers, Go right. Ranger. And it was an enormous hit just like when Saban brought uh Zhu Rangers to the United States because Zhu Rangers was one of these sentai team shows that had been uh shown on Japanese TV to kids 2 years before. Okay so it was 2 years in the can and then Saban went and bought it and brought it here and made Power Rangers and so everybody went absolutely nuts I mean crazy for it but it was part of a tradition that was already uh 15 years old in Japan and every single year just like with Ultraman they would bring out a new sentai team show so there was like uh, Go Rangers and then Ninja Captor and uh, sure. series, uh, I mean Song- just like
2: just like it is now in the United States, you know, there's there's a new version of Power Rangers almost every year, and it's, they're, they're following in that tradition. I get yeah. that. What I meant, what I meant was just like there was Ultraman first, and then you know the kaiju serial show. This, other people started making it, and that's what that's where Power Rangers came from. Is
0: right, is but they're what all they all have traditional lineages. Right, they all right. like feed on themselves. Ultraman mm-hmm. becomes ultra seven and then Ultraman Jack or return of Ultraman. And, and it, it just, it goes on and on. And the same thing of course happens with Godzilla, except that Godzilla is a movie monster. And so there isn't a, a new Godzilla, you know, every season, every TV season. you well, There was
2: man cooler if there was <laughs>
1: um so there's a so we were talking about this and then you we uh josh and Richard mentioned it in this episode um i saw it yesterday and steve with your knowledge should i go back and grab it there is an imperial godzilla the big one mm-hmm. and michael what what year did that come out first He's got. About, if you do you know 90, that, 80, 90, eighty. So here, here's my question. I'm guessing. How much would you spend on that if you didn't already have it, or you got Josh Rich? This is also your question.
3: You know, I see it starting to command a lot of money. The bigger I know. one, I especially I, if it's a tag on it, it the does. original tag on it. Yeah.
0: What you know, What are they going for?
3: I've seen it go as high as two hundred dollars.
1: It's really. It's, so yeah. i got. So right now at the shop it's sitting at the big one's sitting at one fifty. Wow. And the wow. little the little one <laughs> the, the 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 one uh right below it is like below Hondo and There's a buy it now right now
2: on eBay that I'm looking at that's fifty bucks, but it's thirty dollars in shipping. I mean I guess that would change depending on where you live, but
3: I remember it, just being low tag. just so disappointed with both of those I mean I had a Godzilla. I was happy to have a Godzilla, but I was looking at it and I'm like
0: he doesn't have the silver on his chest. Yeah, it was
1: a weird it was a weird he more he is, he's not well, more at realistic. This point, exactly.
0: <laughs> yeah, at this point I would say that the uh the Empire or Imperial Godzilla is is more of value because of its vintage. The nostalgia
3: um, factor.
0: Yeah. Exactly uh, very, very much. I mean it's it's really crude um, and it's not Japanese. It's Chinese as far as I know. I oh, think I it came. From, I think now, you know, again, I may be wrong. I think it came from Hong Kong. I'm looking it up. Uh, oh, good. Look it up. That's so good. That
3: sounds about right. I think when I was a little kid, also, I was always would look underneath the foot. Yeah. I would see where it was made underneath one, one of the feet. Yeah,
1: very mm-hmm.
0: often. Very often. Um, and that sounds very familiar. But- All right. So it's also, it's also a much, it it it's a less forgiving vinyl. It's not. Um, it's like you can hurt yourself with one of those.
2: Yeah, they're, <laughs> they're hard. Uh, I broke okay. mine by using one of the spikes in the back to I, as a grappling hook, and like <laughs> trying to hang off of my bunk bed. And then one of the t- one of the spines popped off, obviously because I was hanging from it. But yeah, it came out in eighty yeah.
1: five.
2: Yes, that's what hey, I'm saying. Did you too. say nineteen eighty five? mm Hmm. I think it came I, out, it was it's, it was a uh, push with the Return of Godzilla movie.
1: And it also came out, there was another figure that came with it, King Kong.
2: And he was annoyingly in between sizes of the big Godzilla and the little right. Godzilla, and then Kong was right scaled in the middle.
0: There are and actually so, three of them. There's a smaller one, there's a medium size, and then there's the larger one.
2: I never saw the medium. So, are you talking about a Godzilla?
0: Of the of the uh, Empire of Godzilla, yeah. yeah. So
2: I never saw the medium, but that one probably scaled correctly with the.
0: Comment.
1: So then I so, I stand corrected. He has all three of them at the shop. Oh, okay. Wow. So I, I I'm wondering so, if... So
3: the question to you then, Justin, is: Are you going to do it? Are you going to pull the trigger, bro. you going to do that... it.
1: So I don't know because I, I really don't know. Because
3: it, it's kind it's, of it's kind of I grew of up with owning, that toy. That's, that's why I right, want it. That's right. It's owning it's kind of owning a piece of history of history. Yeah.
0: So yeah, and it's really it, it this is like where it really gets interesting to try to understand the value of things, of material things, because it's like you know, if if you want to know the value of a material thing then go out into the desert with no water okay <laughs> and then i guarantee you you will give anything for a glass of water and and everything kind of like descends from that point um and and it it's really interesting because people i think the most the largest number of people get into this stuff because the of their childhood and their childhood you know passions and and experiences and memories and what happens to you when you become an adult um which makes you really value you know the good things from your childhood and also of course your ability to afford things that you couldn't get when you were a kid so that's that's like it's huge but you know you have to you have to contrast that with anything that gets as as highfalutin as Godzilla collecting because let me tell you it, it really it really you know runs the gamut you know yeah. now um and uh i was telling you before about how bondi lost the license to trendmaster mhm and how i used to go into uh my friend's comic book store and watch these guys you know pick the figures off the wall, and in those days, I wasn't selling Godzilla stuff; I was selling um diecast superhero robots from from uh, like Shogun warriors kind of stuff from Japan. <laughs> this was in like in very early nineties <laughs> excuse me and um and then, in ninety five when Bondi lost the license. They stopped making Godzilla figures because they couldn't sell them, so there was no point in making them. And something really, really phenomenal happened. <clears throat> First of all, in um in about one month, the the value of certain Bondi Godzilla vinyls pretty much all of them in the eight-inch, you know, the original eight-inch scale series. Went up one thousand percent in about a month. So figures that used to hang on the wall and sell for twenty-five to thirty dollars tops were going for between one hundred and fifty and three hundred and twenty-five dollars. All right, and and here's the thing that I think is so cool about it: all those guys that were buying those figures. Before that day, when they stopped making them, were Godzilla fans. So they were not Godzilla toy collectors. And you, so if somebody says, you know, well, what's the difference between a fan and a collector? Because aren't all the collectors fans? Nope. And aren't most of the fans collectors? And here's the difference: they used to go in there and buy the. The figures of the characters they liked, and they didn't buy the figures of the characters they didn't like.
1: That you hit it, you like. See, you hit it right on. You hit perfect. Because there's one figure, in SH that like. Oh, everybody's you gotta have. It, you gotta have it. And right. Like, and and for me, I don't like this kaiju at all. So I have no desire to buy it. It's by there You go. Oh man, oh, I
2: can't believe no, you don't, don't like
1: That, that thing,
3: man. I think it was a lot of money when it first came. Out. I think it was like three hundred dollars or something I, like that.
1: Yeah, I just can't. Know. But no, it's just like I. I only buy things that I. I that I like. You know, it's, that
0: you know, is the first rule of collecting. Okay. I, well, but, but,
3: I, I'm just. I'm like that too. I purchase only the, the the pieces that speak to me. That really speak to me.
0: Well, Man. the first rule of collecting, every every venerable collector will tell you, every single one of them will tell you, the first rule is buy what you like yep yeah and people will always they'll always say well like should i buy this or should i well, you know what's a better investment or which one do you think is better and you know it, there's nothing wrong with asking people's opinions about this Of, there's also nothing wrong in in speculating on it but really the the value in asking somebody's opinion is that some things don't Really appeal to you until you live with them, and then you get to know them, and then you get to love them. But the thing Mm -hmm. that was so cool about that particular moment in time in 1995 was that all those guys decided, "Wait a minute, they're not making these anymore. It's not about it. Wasn't about money at all. It was about like if I don't get these now, I'll never be able to get them. So they were able to to intuit." that that you know they might want that king kong or they might want that Mechanic kong or that little godzilla that they didn't care about before and so they they ran out to get it and that's what drove the prices through the roof yeah.
2: that
3: steve i just want to segue or piggyback onto that there that's very unique with certain pieces where if you miss out on a pre-order if you you know that Justin's pointing at his SH Monster Arts. Yeah, you missed out on the pre-order. Maybe you could possibly you're going to pay more on eBay, but so then much. you have a window there, mm-hmm. and then after that, you're going to really pay a lot for some of these. So it, yeah,
0: it's it's tough, it, it, and it's true. Um, and there are occasional dips. You know, there are there are some short-lived moments when you know because some other things become you know, much more desirable. People take their eye off a particular ball and like, you know, I mean, I know guys who are just like, you know what a dowser is a guy who in the old days used to hold on to a fork branch and walk across a field and find water with it because Mm -hmm. it would point down when he got over water. There are guys that, that just find those figures when they find deals on those figures. They're like, They're they're almost like mythical characters. But most of the time, the rule is, if it's really good, it will just always go up. And the reason for that is because there is a new crop of Godzilla lovers every single day born into this world. And every single time somebody, you know, becomes a regular customer of mine, and they say to me, sooner or later, they all say, Wow, Steve, you know, I love these figures. I really am. I'm crazy about them. But I just wish I started collecting them a, one or two years earlier. Mm-hmm. Don't <laughs> right? we all? Don't we all? Uh, yeah, everybody. Yeah. Everybody does. And And I always say the same thing. I say, yeah, it's really too bad. But look at it this way. There are all these people who either haven't been born yet or haven't discovered those figures yet who are going to. And you're ahead of them. Mm-hmm. So it's just and like, also,
2: if you just if you stick around long enough, you can see that like whatever figure you think you missed out on that you wish you had, there's going to be another go around where you're going to get something that's either the same thing, true. slightly different, or or just an equivalent. Like it's well, if you just it's hang true. out long enough. There, over the span of like five to ten years, you can basically get every Godzilla character in whatever kind of format you want. It'll come out. And like, if you didn't, if you did if you miss the first three years, you know, down the line, it's going to come out again.
0: <laughs> that, no, it's absolutely true. Not everything gets reproduced, but there's always something that will pick up the slack, you know, when you missed something and that, that pang, that, that heartbreak when you miss something and when you can't afford it anymore and all that jazz that's like a really positive thing. And people think I'm nuts when I first tell them that <laughs> they cannot understand that at all. But it's like one of the really most important things about, about Godzilla figures and toys. It's that first of all, unlike with say star Wars, which I am not, you know, I, the toys do nothing at all for me. So- um, they Justin, make. We think
2: that Star Wars sucks, Justin.
0: <laughs> they make uh, like a, I think a hundred thousand Luke Skywalker PVC figures a year, and they put them on a cardboard uh, backing with a blister, and it's the exact same figure. And I don't know if they're still doing it, but years ago they had been making them for like ten years, and. Every year they came out, they had the same graphics on the backing card. The only thing that changed was the color of the light ray coming from the from the sword. That was the only difference. And guys would run out and they'd buy that new one. So they and they'd have one to open. You know, I don't know why they needed to open. It was the same figure over and over again. But they had to have every single backing card, and it was like God. You know, it reminds me of when the the death of Superman black bag comic books came out. Mm-hmm. And um, I called up my friend because he had just opened the comic book store in New York. And I said to him, you got to save two of those for me. And he says, Steve, don't buy them. And I said, what are you kidding? It's like the, the hottest comic book ever. And he said, yeah, yeah, I know. Don't buy it. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, I said, why? And he said, The average comic book run, like a Spider-Man comic book comes out every month, I guess, you know, and it's like, they make 125,000 of them, right? Mm. And and he said, Steve, you know how many black bags there are? And I said, no, how many? And he said, two and a half million. (laughs) And I was watching guys lined up on Wall Street in the financial district in New York City Uh, at around the corner, a a whole block around the corner at a newsstand just to buy those at $60 a pop. And here's the best part of all. The best part for me is everybody bought at least two of them, right? Just in case they wanted to open one. They had to have one they were never going to open. So I figure there got to be at least a million of them that have never been opened. 50 years from now, an Archie comic book that has been ripped in half, has no cover, is going to be worth more than a Death of Superman black bag. That's funny. But nobody, here's the, here's the hook, nobody who buys Godzilla figures wants to sell them. I uh, Nobody. That's, yeah,
1: uh... The guys know that I, I had a rare one, but now they re, re blah, they re released it, and I've I've got yeah. some offers on it, and I just hey just thanks for the offer, but I just don't I it's I don't want to sell it. It's 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 personal to me. It's something I grew up really,
2: on. The most thought that I give about really selling most of my figures. I mean, there are times where I'm like I'm I'm not into this line so much anymore, and I'm gonna sell some of these in order to buy some stuff <laughs> in this line that I coming out now that I like. I feel like yeah. that's kind of a normal move for a collector but the the thought that I have the most often really when it comes to selling is I have to figure out how to properly uh, like educate my children and what these are worth and how to get money for them in mm-hmm. case when I die and they get them and they want to sell them. I don't want them to just go like oh yeah I don't know that's a bunch of Godzilla stuff. Yeah, let's have a yard sale. Oh. Exactly. I'm like, at least I need to make sure that the value of these things is is, is conveyed so that they can, if they're going to be given, like, you know, given a new home, they can be done so in a way that benefits my kids. And they're not just like totally taken advantage of.
0: <laughs> well, I'm just telling you that back in the day when they went, when those Bondi figures went from 25 bucks to 250 bucks, yeah, people called me up and I was selling them for 125 because I had a connection for them. Um... I used to say, because I felt so weird about selling these things for a hundred and quarter, which everybody was really happy about because it was half price, right? right? I used so it was to say, really, you
2: know, only jacked up 200%.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Five, <laughs> 500%. Right. Okay. Um, I used to say, but, you know, the really, the, the really important thing to remember is that you will always be able to get your money back on them, Which to me is, as a seller, is like absolutely huge because that same guy that told me not to buy the Superman comic book uh, told me because I asked him. You know, one day I was sitting behind his counter with him and a guy bought a Spider-Man comic book, walked out the door, and I said to him, Hey, Mark, uh, if that guy decided halfway down the hall that he just, you know, does, he wasn't interested in comics anymore. He wasn't even, he turned around, he brought it back and he wanted to know like, what will you give me for it? He said, I, and back then the, com, the Spider-Man comics were like two and a quarter, you know? Uh, he said, I'd give him 25 cents. Okay. This is a brand new unopened comic book that the guy had just purchased. If he brought it back, it would be worth 25 cents to my friend, right? So mm-hmm. I immediately, I didn't say anything to him, but I thought to myself, wow, what a rip. You know, <laughs> it's like, I'm selling it's worse stuff. than a car. It, well, I, I'm, I'm saying, you know, I was selling stuff to people. I don't think I've ever sold anything in 30, over 30 years. That isn't worth at least what the guy paid me for it at the time. And I've bought figures back from people as little as a year or two later, at higher prices than I actually sold them for, because they were in such demand it's very rare because people just don't generally sell their Godzilla toys, but it does happen, and it's like how cool is it to be able to to think to yourself if you're selling stuff to people In fact, I said to one guy one guy. Got a toy. I sent him in the mail, and he's and he opened it up, and he called me up on the phone, and he said, "Steve, this is like, this is fucking awesome. This is like you made my month, right?" And I said to him, uh, "Yeah, I mean, it's real. I really think it's cool, you know. And and uh, and just think, it's like, it's free." And the guy goes, "Yeah, yeah. What? And what? What do you mean it's free? I paid you for it." And I said, "Yeah, but." now and in the future if you want you'll be always be able to sell it for what you paid for it and if you do let's say you sell it you know 10 years from now and you just get the money back that you paid for it you'll have had it for 10 years and it'll have cost you nothing (laughs) it's i mean as far as material objects go that's pretty cool yeah
2: yeah, that's awesome! It is one cool thing about uh, collecting Godzilla figs. Speaking of
3: collecting, Godzilla yeah. Speaking figs, of, we, uh, we have figure the week. Start talking about it. Yeah, um, close. So, <laughs>
1: but, real quick before we getting the figure of the week, Steve, what is your favorite figure to this day? Like you like any Kaiju? Like it was like that's like one of the coolest designs. I'm glad I have it.
0: What would you say? Um, I have a uh, a Marusan Giant. No idea what uh, it is. I'm looking it up. So in nineteen sixty-nine or seventy, like right in there, Marathon, one of the first big three companies, Nitto, Bullmark, and Marathon, Marathon went out of business. And it sold everything to Bullmark, its molds, its uh, licenses, and like a less probably less than a year later they tried to come back into business and they asked Bullmark to sell them their stuff back. And Bullmark said, go fly a kite or whatever you say in Japan. And so they started making what were called uh, uh, Marathon Originals or uh, Ursats versions. They couldn't make a Godzilla because they didn't have the license. So they made a Godzilla who had slightly, he had two rows of dorsal fins and he had what looked like a chili pepper sticking out of his forehead, and I have a giant one um, that looks like it was made out of terracotta. Um, it's like one of the most incredible figures I've ever seen, and I, I've seen—I can't even find it.
2: Oh, hey, no, I, I think I found it. I th- oh, I think I found something like it. it. Looks like he's got a chili pepper coming out of mm-hmm. his head.
1: How do you? S- Pretty cool. Yeah, I've can you can that. you throw that in the chat? Josh? Uh, yeah, I'll give me a second here. All right. Well, yeah, that's pretty cool. I guess I got to see it. But um, so, uh, Steve, here, here's the figures. Here's the figures of the week's time. I'm kind of curious on your thoughts on them. Um, So what's your thoughts on Super 7? Have you heard about them?
0: Oh, I, I know Super 7 intimately.
1: <laughs> so the, what, the the two we're going to talk about are the two figures, uh, Godzilla vs. Destroyer, Ultimates are calling them. So we have the 1,200 Celsius Godzilla. And, Which and, is cool, never seen like a
2: wide release of that.
1: So I like this figure a lot, is because it's one of the saddest moments in Godzilla's history when he's melting and dying. Um, but I'm going to give you the, I always give you the product features. So it's eight by twenty-five. Correction, it's going to be eight feet, eight feet, eight inches long and fourteen inches. Uh, correction, oh my god. Eight inches tall, fourteen inches long, so it's a good size toy. It's made of plastic. It's from the nineteen ninety five film Godzilla vs. Destroya, and it's it's part of the Toho Ultimate Figure line. Um, what it comes with is the figure Godzilla's figure itself, but it's got the battle damage head, so it's half melting, and it's got uh-huh. the skull head. Now I'm looking at this, and it's very like when I see this figure. It's kind of ch- like Rich Josh, like chilling, right? It's like kind of like whoa, you are taking a step back. I've never, you've never, <laughs> yeah. Seen- yeah. I'm like, oh man, it's re- haunting. Maybe that should be a really yeah. good word to use. Yeah. Um, I like it because again, it's the saddest moment I believe in all of Godzilla's history. I would never
3: want to. I would never want to own a piece like that. Honestly, I, I have I to. Never want to.
1: I, I just have That's to.
0: What makes it though. That's what makes it the the differential that like what somebody finds you know, like heart rending in it, you know, turn somebody else off. That's, that's what it's all about, you know? And that's why it's so great that we, we really live in a golden age of this stuff right now, because there are all these companies making this, these figures that are like, you got to look up Marmot. If you don't know Marmot, M-A-R-M-I-T, you have to look up gigabrain, G-I-G-A brain. And uh CCP and uh Marathon is back. Uh Marathon is back making toys again. And um there are a lot, there are a lot of them. And they are, you know, when I used to think that Bondi made uh like a hundred thousand toys, you know, the same figure every year, just like Kenner, you know, with Batman PVCs. All they ever made was like three to 5,000 figures and they made them once and then they didn't make them again unless they did for like five years or when they sold out was when they would make them again. If they did, sometimes they didn't. These things are so much rarer than people realize, but this is Bondi I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. All these other companies that I'm talking about, they only make a few hundred figures. sometimes less than that you only get about 300 figures out of a steel mold before it cracks and in the old days they would make a new mold which was the most expensive part of the process and they would turn out another batch they don't Hmm. do that anymore they don't what they do which is brilliant is they'll make like 50 of them in a particular vinyl Maybe they'll make it black vinyl and they'll spray paint it with some cool colors and they'll sell those at a, at a Tokyo festival. And then the next one, which is three months after that, because they have four of them a year, they're seasonal. They'll make like 75 and they'll make them out of translucent blue vinyl. And then three months after that, they'll make 50 more of them and they'll make them out of glow in the dark vinyl. And, These are all the same sculpt because it's that one mold. Mm -hmm. There are like, you know, only 50 or 75 of this one or 100 of that one. So these things are infinitely rare. No matter what Japanese character figures you're buying, the the monster figures, the kaijus, they are so rare in the world. Um, This one that you're describing, you know, Um, I've, you know, I've seen it and, uh, it really interests me. Um, I have my issues with super seven, but I think that it may be like, you know, it may be the, I haven't seen one in the flesh yet, but from the pictures, I think it may be one of the best things that they've done. I haven't been a big fan of a lot of their earlier stuff, which wasn't even Godzilla related. I mean, they started as a magazine. So, um, and when they started out they were a really great magazine and then they had some problems and something for another show <laughs> I got you. um yeah, but, but, but man if it, if it speaks to you i'm getting you it. don't need anybody's opinion you know you don't need anybody's opinion
1: and it's at a good price um i got it's yep. uh, i found it so one of my stores that i i go to is uh big bad toy store which we've talked about before they get yep. it a little bit later but it's good so that figure is selling for eighty four ninety nine, uh, right? I, again, I'm an opener, so there's only there's only one figure. Well, the guys know I will never open. It's my my X plus eighty four. I'll never open them. Uh, mm-hmm. And then I will not be getting Destroyer though, which I'm about to talk about. Uh, Destroyer is a big boy. He is nine inches tall and and four and he's fourteen inches long. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, made of plastic, almost the same thing. But he does come with a little extra stuff, which is cool. But I really thought it came with something, and I'm, I just read it, I'm like, oh, it's kind of disappointing. So it comes with, um, like Godzilla, two different heads. You ha- Godzilla has half melting and skull. Destroyer is going to have neutral head or angry head, as it says. Pair, right. of, pair of closed and open claws to, uh, two of each. And this is kind of cool. I think it's what's going to sell it a lot. It's called the three juveniles. I think Mm -hmm. that's gonna sell. I thought that this figure was coming with an atomic beam or something, and it's not. Uh And I was like, I'm a big uh, when I collect. I'm a big. I I like to have like an atomic breath or something, you know, shooting out, and it's kind of like that'd be
2: really hard to do because you'd have to basically like have a replaceable horn with the beam attached to
1: it. Um, price since since it's come with all that extra I, I don't have a problem with it. It's $110. Again, mm-hmm. both these figures come out next fall. Yeah. Right. And uh, unless they get the wow. line, which was
2: a thing in the past. If you if you collected uh I don't I don't personally, but I I know people who do. If you collect the uh, ThunderCats Ultimate's line, like they they've had such delays with those. So, this is this is late next year hopefully.
1: I mean, like I said, that's the wow. cool thing about Big Bad Toy Story. Like, if it doesn't happen, I just get rid of it. Um, that's
3: that's craziness. I didn't know it was going to be that long until those you're yeah. actually have those in
1: hand. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I have to tell you guys off off uh, when we shut down about what's going to be going on with me next year. But yeah, I'm still waiting on my Haya. Well,
2: yeah, I mean, I don't think I can't a lot of people are. I don't. I think a few choice people have gotten their hands on them, but for the most part, they haven't really hit the the, the widespread public yet. Yeah. But man, when they do, it's gonna be a flood of cool toy toy uh photography going up on Instagram and Facebook and stuff.
1: But yeah, that's uh Steve, you uh really taught me a lot today about fit the just like the history of just every almost every kaiju type of brand who like manufactured like kaijus. I like you, yeah, like, I wish
2: oh. you could have done a three hour podcast with him. Yeah, like, we, is...
1: were, we
3: Josh and I were just talking in the chat there. Um we we should Maybe we should do something like this later on down the road. We could bring Steve back on again because
0: Sure.
1: There's
2: a lot. You have yeah, so much. You've been around for so long. Like it
1: you're Whoa. you're like if I was even smarter oh, than I
2: am now. I just saw so that longer.
1: figure. Oh my god. Yeah, that's a cool figure, huh? <laughs> Very very unique. Steve, that's a that's a very cool figure.
0: Oh, the marathon? Yep. Yes, isn't it gorgeous?
1: Very different. I like very like very unique, yeah. Yep. Um, you just
2: wouldn't, I wouldn't expect to see that on the shelves anymore. If oh, I man, it, it, I'd
0: have to get
1: it. Uh, it's, uh, yeah, but um, that. So, like, we want we talked about doing this episode just like strictly. Uh, like, this is kind of. I'm gonna. I'm trying to. I'm. I'm gonna come up with a name for it, but I mean, Dallas would be editing this, my brother. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm thinking about calling this one like the. Uh, history of Godzilla collecting. No, no A brief his, history of Godzilla. I don't collecting? know. No, just history of kaiju collecting or something like that. Because, like, nice. I, I, I was, I was expecting us going in here, here and there, but then Steve just hit me in the face with knowledge, and I'm like, God damn, yeah. man, I had not ever thought about that. Like, do you want to just give the podcast to Steve and we can just listen
2: to him <laughs> and ask questions every month and every week?
0: No, so, but no, so, no, no, no. What you're doing is great. What you're doing, is really, really good. And you should, you know, you should keep looking for people to put on, you know, that can tell you about their experiences because, you know, you don't, it doesn't have to be somebody who's selling the stuff or has been doing it forever. People, when I started doing this, I didn't know anything about it. I mean, nothing. And um, this guy, I told you, he gave me his, his toy store and he said, I'm retiring take this stuff sell it as as you sell it just give me half of what you net that's awesome and the most interesting stuff was the japanese character stuff so that's what i started with because at least since i had no experience in in even selling anything i wanted to be enthusiastic at least about what i was doing and when i put that ad in the toy shop i did a drawing of one of the robots and i got calls from three collectors around the country who are like really really big time collectors and they became like my rabbis you know it's like i didn't a lot of the robots came in parts because they were they were uh, compositional you know you put them together and they transformed and stuff and i got cases of parts i didn't even know what parts went to which robots and these guys <laughs> schooled me They would, you know, and somebody would call up and they'd say like, well, would you trade me one of these for one of these? And I'd say, well, maybe, but I don't know what that is, right? And so I'd call up one of these guys and I'd say, is you know, what is this? What's it worth? Is it worth trading this for that? And it's like, really, that's how the business got going. So the more people you bring in, um, you know, who have any kind of background doing it, collecting it making it there are so many people who are making figures now um they start out as graphic artists and then they find out that they can use resin to make stuff and then they can hire you know shops like hopefully they don't have to go to china because china is like an incredible rip-off but um people are having their own vinyls made uh you know that's where the whole you know uh boutique um you know vinyl uh hobby came from uh you you know you get them on the show and you talk to them and you let them tell you you know what their experience is and you'd be amazed all of this stuff is interconnected i mean it's like everything else in history it's all interconnected so well
1: steve is i really enjoyed it like i said it was a very knowledgeable episode you like you Really put a lot. I was like, oh, wow. I, my, my favorite thing about you right now is that you became a fan through toys first. Then yep. and that's, yeah, that's cool. That respect. Um, so far, fi- I like this. Our final thoughts or Kaiju thoughts, Josh, rich. Do you guys got anything? Well, Thanks
2: a lot
0: for coming on the show. 100. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for the invitation. That's Steve, all rich.
3: You know, uh, <laughs> uh, no hesitation on Steve's behalf to be on today. And, and, My final thought and takeaway, and I'm probably going to repeat myself, but Steve, you and I have said this on several occasions, there's something very unique about this fandom, where Mm -hmm. if you are lured in at a very young age, and chances are pretty good, you are. Okay, I I was. I was lured in at a very young age. Mm -hmm. Throughout the years, I've never once said, I'm done with this. This This is stupid. I've outgrown it. This is just a phase. I'm done with it. I've never done that. And I think that's a huge, huge part of this fandom and fan base. They feel the same sentiment.
0: You're definitely right. I've never heard anybody say that. I've never heard anybody say, nobody's ever said to me at a show or in, in my place when they've come here, nobody's ever said, you know, I used to be into this stuff, you know, and, and my kid likes it, but I have no interest in it anymore. I've never even heard of anybody saying that. That's, man, that's Interesting awesome. Interesting observation.
2: Yep. I'm doomed to do this for the rest of my life. And that's fine. <laughs> so am I. <laughs> um,
1: S- Steve, for, for the listeners... I, if you're cool with it, it's, it's up to you. If they want to check out your store, are you comfortable with putting that out there or no? Please, please. Oh, it's, it's you, can... go, no, go ahead, your store.
0: Oh, okay, well, so... Pugs. Plug uh, yourself in however you toys, like. Um, our original name, which we still go by as well, was Rare Vintage Japanese. For those of you who know me from way back, before it was Agen Toys, and we use both names still, um, the telephone number... Is seven one eight nine eight one seven five seven zero, and the uh, it's the
2: spelled on um, eBay. It's spelled A G I N T O Y S with no spaces.
0: Correct. Thank you. Yes, and um, the we have a, a website um, which has about a thousand pictures up. Uh, that's com. again, A-G-I-N-T-O-Y-S.com, and the email address is agonsteven, Steven spelled with a V, at gmail.com. And it's very nice of you guys to let me of do course. a commercial. Of course. What's coming on? Yeah. Small price to pay. Yeah.
1: I I want I want ninety percent discount now. I'm not I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, so listeners, fans, thank you for joining us today again. I believe we got hit with knowledge. Like I was not expecting this episode to go that way, and I'm very humble to have Steve and his knowledge of I'm um, kaiju collectible knowledge, I'm gonna call that. It's just so much you brought today. Also, I can finally say we if you wanna see i guess only me until i get pictures of josh and rich uh we have our we have our instagram up just calling all kaiju and you just see me pretty much right now traveling like the west side of the country getting figures and then i'll slowly be putting up the figures that i collect learning how to do the pictures uh correctly um i'll send you some
2: pictures to put up on instagram
1: outstanding steve again thank you thank you josh rich (laughs) pleasure as always and yeah. um as li- always listeners uh be be tuned be ready for next week uh i know we did took a little break we took like i think we a uh, two weeks off because travel and stuff but uh you're gonna have a very interesting episode next week i will i'm gonna let you guys know that um thank you again guys and this is uh calling all kaiju